video, but I love it because he gets away. Oh my gosh, guys, I hate, I hate snakes. They are disgusting. Anything that can literally shed its skin like a snake really should not be trusted in all reality. Like, they are disgusting. And if you say that you like snakes, I'm sorry, you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> like, even God hates snakes. Like, hello, Adam and Eve. The serpent tempts Eve with an apple. She eats the apple, and now it hurts to have child childbirth, so... I don't know why y'all like snakes. They're cold-blooded, they're disgusting, they're slithery, they're slimy, they slow, they're so gross, I hate them. <sighs> Anyways, tonight we're gonna be talking about Satan. And um, <laughs> Satan is a snake. Snakes are Satan. Um, see, the, see the similarity there? So like seriously though, much like Satan, or snakes and Satan, they are venomous, they're strategic, they're deadly, they're disgusting, but overall, you can avoid them if you take the right precautions, like just don't live in states with snakes, right? So like Grand Junction hardly has any snakes, so I'm safe, it's fine, it's fine. But tonight we are gonna be talking about Satan, and we are going to expose him for the serpent that he is, and we are gonna actually uncover his game plan. We're gonna get inside his head and see what makes him tick, and hopefully, we're gonna piss him off just a little bit. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, all right. So I do want to go ahead and begin in prayer because we are coming after the enemy tonight. And he, I know, I already know, he's going to do everything that he can to make sure that this sermon does not get delivered, that he does not want it to happen. So I want to go ahead and pray so everyone bow with me. Dear Jesus, we love you so much, and we just thank you for exposing Satan's game plan to us. I thank you for the fact that we can defend ourselves, that we can be warriors for you, and that we can come against him. God, I pray right now in your name that you will mute and deaf our enemy, God, that he will not be able to hear any of the words that are said in this room tonight, um, that he will completely leave here blind without any idea of what happened. I pray for just protection over all of us um, as we go through this word, and that overall you will just open our eyes and our hearts and our ears to what you have to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, now how many of you guys went to 24? Yeah, it was super awesome, right? Do you guys remember the personalities, that, the personality tests that we took? Yeah, so we have like the clerics, raise your hand if you're a cleric, two of you, cool, um, all right, raise your hand if you're sanguine, oh, they're the loud ones, oh yeah, uh, what about melancholies, perfectionists right there, woo, and uh, fl oh, phlegmatic, I always forget about those because I have no phlegmatic points in my body, <laughs> so I think it's, I love for, talking about personalities, it's so interesting to me, and I think it's important to know um, what Satan's personality is. Uh, he is actually a choleric, um, and it has all of, he possesses all of the negative personality traits of a choleric with a little bit of melancholy sprinkled in there, okay? So he is like super, super bossy, he is super, super calculated, and he's manipulative, and he's super good at exploiting people's weaknesses, he's persistent, he's strategic, so all of that is the choleric. And then there's like the little bit of melancholy sprinkled in where he's anal and he's calculated and he wants things done his way, okay? And that's who we're dealing with. Something else about Satan that you probably should know is that he's a loser. Um, he has no life. His entire, entire life revolves around you and you alone. His one and only job in life is to try and hurt you and tempt you into sinning. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Guys, the devil, he's not our friend and he never fights fair. So let me ask you something. How does he tempt you? 
What have you done? What past mistakes have you done that keep you up at night that you cannot forget about? What areas do you struggle with? Because he knows them all. He knows every single one of your struggles, every single one of your insecurities, all of your fears. He knows them all, and it's because he's the one that caused them. He knows right where to hit you, exactly where it's going to hurt. But tonight, we are going to learn how we can fight back. We are going to expose him for the serpent that he is, and we are going to begin to know all of his plays because, guys, he's been using the same ones since the very beginning. The same things that people were tempted with in the Old Testament are things that we are tempted with tonight in this room, whether that's sex or lust or jealousy or greed or pride. It's all the same old stuff. Where Satan lacks in creativity, he makes up for because his tactics are very effective. James 1, 14 through 15 says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now, I'm going to continue to talk about this verse, so I want to leave it up for a little bit because it goes over exactly what Satan's strategy is that he uses against us. And so much like the Mad Hatter, um, Satan has three different hats that he is going to switch out in order to accomplish that goal of steal, kill, and or destroying you, okay? And the first hat that he is going to put on is this tempter hat, and that's the conception of desire part that's in that verse, okay? And so this is the hat that he's going to pull out of his closet first, I hate this thing. Is it, is it okay? Is it messing up my hair? I think it, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. So this is the very first hat that he is going to take out of his closet. And this is where he's going to get into your mind, and he is going to tempt you with things. But again, he is strategic. So he's not going to waste his time trying to tempt you with things that you don't already struggle with. That's just wasting his time. He's not going to tempt a person that may struggle with porn with shoplifting. Like, that's just not at all strategic. He is going to hit you exactly where it hurts. So if he knows that you like to gossip, he is going to feed you all of the juiciest details, and he's going to make sure you have all the people to talk to about it. If he knows that you struggle with maybe being tempted to go too far with a boyfriend or girlfriend, he is going to provide you with a place to go too far. So girls, that might be like a beautiful bed with rose petals and candles and romantic music. Boys, that might be the back of a minivan for you. I'm not sure. (laughs) Whatever it is, Satan is going to provide it for you because he wants you to give in to that sin. He's going to plant that seed and he is going to make sure that he can do everything in his power to make sure that you bite at it. And guess what? He's not going to lay off. Oh, excuse me. See, the devil's coming against my throat. He's not going to lay off the first time that you were able to resist him. No, in fact, the longer that you hold off, the stronger his wrath and oppression that is gonna come against you. But it's important to know being tempted is not a sin. When you feel that temptation, you are not sinning. Even Jesus was tempted and Jesus was perfect. So it's really important to know that just being tempted is not a sin. It becomes a sin though when you give in to that temptation. And that's the first step that he is going to take in order to get into your mind with this tempter hat. And now that you've conceived that desire, just like the verse says, James 1.14 warns us that soon sin will follow. The next step or hat that the enemy is going to try and use against us is this one. Look at that, isn't that nice? I have to put this on. <laughs> Don't know where this has been, it's fine. 
But this is the next hat. Is it good? Yeah, all right. <laughs> this is the next hat that he is going to put on, and this is the promoter hat. And this is a lot like Satan sounds like when he is the promoter. Let's go ahead and play the clip. Do it. 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 There's a full two minutes of that on YouTube if you guys want to keep watching it. <laughs> but over and over again, and that is what Satan is going to do. He's going to say, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You're going to love it. It's going to feel so good. It's going to be so much fun. You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going to get caught. Come on. Just do it. There aren't going to be any consequences. Guys, the devil is like Emperor, Emperor Palpatine had a love child with like a TV salesman, okay? He is very convincing. He's a great salesman. He's going to do everything that he can to make sure that you take on to that temptation and you go for it and commit the sin. And some of the times we are able to resist. We are. We're able to say, no, I'm not going to do it. But most of the time, we do end up committing the sin. We let the devil and his manipulation get the better of us, just like that verse says, and he's going to do it with their promoter hat. And once this happens, oh, I'm so glad we get to move on to the next hat. Look at this butte. He's going to go back into his closet, and he is going to select the third and final hat. Do I really have to put this on? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the... Oh my goodness, it's tipping back. This is the accuser hat. So this is when you finally do give in to the sin, you take the bait, you go for it, and you do the sin that he's been telling you to do this entire time. And instead of Satan be like, yes, good job, I'm so proud of you for doing that sin, he does something even worse. He switches on you. He switches sides, and he's going to say, what a loser. You are such an idiot. I cannot believe, this is moving around too much. I'm sorry, I can't wear it. <laughs> He's going to say, I cannot believe that you fell for that. You're disgusting. You do not deserve forgiveness. That's what he's going to tell you. And it will get to the point where you are so ashamed that you don't even want to talk about it. Talk to God about it, let alone anyone else. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. It's so, so important to be able to heal. And do you think the devil is going to want you to do that? Absolutely not. That's the exact opposite of what he wants you to be able to do. So he is going to try and trick you. He is going to try and accuse you and say, you know what? You shouldn't talk to anyone about this because what you did was way too bad because he does not want you to be able to get that healing that you so desperately need. But guys, we have to get that healing. We need to be able to heal. And how we can do that is by bringing it to the light, by talking to someone about it. As soon as you talk to someone about it, you take all of the power that that sin has. You take it right out of there, and it makes it so much harder for the devil to be able to use it against you again. When I was in high school, honestly, there was an area in that I was always tempted, and that was partying. 
The devil knew that I really, really wanted to be able to fit in. He knew that I wanted to be able to fit in with my class and with my friends who were all partiers. And so that was an area that he tempted me in because all of my classes, it seemed like, was partying. And so constantly I'd be asked to go to parties, and a lot of times I would be able to resist and say no. But then in those instances, I didn't get any satisfaction. In fact, I felt like a loser. I felt like an outcast. And I felt like I was almost like a prude that was like judgmental. That's how I was made to feel. And then when I did give in and I did go on party and I did drink alcohol, I gave in to the accuser and his tricks. And guess what? I felt even worse. The devil just came at me full force saying, I can't believe you would do that. You are such an idiot. Aren't you supposed to be like this woman of God? What are you thinking? That's how the devil would come against me. And I know for a lot of you guys, it could be in the same way. We can look in certain situations in our lives and we can see exactly where the tempter came in. The tempter came in when I got invited to that party. And then the promoter came in when they told me, oh, it's going to be so much fun. You're not going to get caught. You won't get an MIP. Just come. It'll be great. And then came the accuser when he told me that I was an idiot for finally giving in. And a lot of us can look back and we can see where the devil might have manipulated us and come against us. And I let the accuser tell me that I was a terrible person and that God was mad at me because of it. But guys, it's so important to know our God is the perfect father. Isaiah 1.18 says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. No matter how badly I may have messed up, no matter how badly you have messed up, no matter how ashamed you may be, you will never be too dirty for God's grace. And earlier we talked about that verse where the devil is going to try and steal and kill and destroy you. And I stopped there, but the verse goes on to say, my purpose, which is God's, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. See, God's purpose in our life is to do the opposite of what the devil has done. He doesn't want to steal or kill or destroy you. He wants to give you a beautiful, rich life that is full of purpose and that is so satisfying. That's kind of God that we have. And Satan, he is good. His strategy is so close to foolproof, and if we're honest, we would admit we've fallen victim to it time and time again. And a lot of times, it's the same old sin over and over again. He knows that hot spot. He knows where to hit you, and he always gets us. What's important, though, is after that, you get back up. You get back up after you fall and you keep fighting, and you tell yourself, okay, Satan, you know what? You have won this battle, but God and I are going to win the war. Now that we know how Satan tries to hurt us, let's talk about some ways where we can defeat him, how we can stop him and tell him to go straight back to hell because that is where he belongs. He has no power over us here. And the first step to doing this is that you must acknowledge the truth to yourself and talk to God about it. We all struggle with sin. We all have those hot buttons, and we struggle with it. But what's even harder than the sin is admitting it, admitting to God what we may have done wrong. We are what is called in denial, okay? We are in 
denial. We know that we have messed up big time, but we rationalize it by saying, oh, what I did wasn't that bad. I mean, look at her over there. She is the worst. I am way better than her. Just a slap on the wrist. No big deal, right? Denial, okay? That is denial. You cannot rationalize your sin, and you can't try and brush it off by saying that you're better than somebody else. At least you're not as bad as them. You can't stay in that denial, and you cannot be unwilling to talk to God about it because the longer that you are in denial for, the longer you are vulnerable to the devil and his attacks. And guess what? When you are down, when the devil has kicked you and you have fallen into that sin, he's not going to stop there. He knows that you're weak. He knows that you are on the ground and that you are hurting, so he is going to throw something else at you. And then he's going to throw something else and throw something else until you are absolutely buried in your sin. That's why you can't stay in denial, because as soon as you were in there, you were vulnerable to more attacks from the devil. You have to come clean. You have to talk to God about it and say, this is what I'm struggling with. This is how I sin. This is my hot button. Please help me and forgive me and make me better. You need to tell somebody trustworthy is the next step. First, you need to talk to God. Now you need to tell somebody trustworthy about it. And this can be really, really hard because it's hard to know the right person. A lot of times if we try and tell somebody something that's going on in our lives, we're afraid that they're going to try and use it against us, whether that's with gossip or whether with judging us. But if we can find the right person, somebody who's trustworthy and some of, somebody that knows God, it is so important to talk to them about this sin because they will be able to keep you accountable and keep you on track. And that's why we promote small groups the way that we do. That's why we've been working so hard to get you guys connected is so that you can find those fellow Christians that you can be real with and that you can get through stuff with. You just need somebody who can love and support you through it because they are essential in punching that devil and kicking that Satan, okay? So tell somebody, and it's going to bring all of the power right out of that sin. The third step that we need to do is just take it one day at a time. Defeating some of your biggest temptations, it can't be done all in one day. Some of us are facing one, some of us are facing up to 20. And so if you try and do it all in one day, you're, it's not going to work out. Matthew 6, 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So allow yourself some time, allow yourself some patience where you can get through these sins, where you can tackle one at a time and improve, and then slowly you will be able to get better, but you have to do it one day at a time. The fourth and final step to fighting back against the devil is really simple. You have to be willing to fight. Some of us, if we're honest, we don't want to fight back. We like our sins too much. We like smoking weed. We like going too far with our boyfriend or girlfriend. We like drinking. We like lying. Whatever it is, we like it too much and we do not want to stop and we are not willing to go through these steps because we want to be able to keep sinning because it feels good sometimes. But again, it's like I talked about earlier in the denial stage. You are just going to keep on getting attacked and attacked and attacked over and over again until you are completely buried in the devil's attacks. So it's really, really dangerous to say, you know what, I don't want to work on it. Others of us, we don't necessarily like our sins, but we're just too lazy to fight back. 
We don't want to have to go through these steps. We don't want to have to pray or read our Bible or worship. And you know what? If that's you, sit there in your self-pity. Sit there in your laziness because you're just going to keep getting attacked. And the devil is going to be sitting right there next to you doing whatever he can trying to use it against you. In Matthew chapter 4, it tells the story about how Jesus was fasting for 40 days. And during this time, he was tempted by the devil over and over and over again. See, he knew how hungry Jesus was. And in verse 3 through 4, he says, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil does not fight fair, even when it's the Son of God. Jesus hadn't eaten in 40 days. I can't go like 30 minutes, guys. Like, I'm hungry right now. Like, could you imagine going 40 days without eating? I mean, your mouth would just water at the thought of food. And here's Satan right there telling him, turn these rocks into bread. You can do it. You are more than capable. You are the Son of God. But Jesus says, no. I made a commitment to my God. I want to do this fast. You are not going to tempt me into messing up and making a mistake. And then what does he do? He speaks the truth. He, recall, he recalls scripture, and he name drops God. And as soon as he does this, the devil gives up, and he flees. And the same thing can go for us. When we use God's name, the devil has no choice but to flee, because when we do, it reminds Satan of his future. God wins. As soon as Jesus Christ died on that cross for our sins, Satan had no more victory. It was over right then. So name drop God, name drop that scripture, and I guarantee you the devil will flee because he is a coward and he does not want to face our God. When Satan and his accessories come knocking, all you have to do is name drop him and say, in the name of Jesus, I cast you away back into the dark places. You have no power here against me. No weapon formed against me shall remain, and he will flee like a bat out of hell, literally. James 4, 7 says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You can outrun You can outwit the devil just like that iguana did in that video, even though he was just a baby, just out of his egg, and he was surrounded by serpents everywhere that he turned. He was able to resist, and the same thing goes for you. At times, it may seem like we are surrounded everywhere we turn by serpents, and during this time, it's so hard to focus on anything but that sin in front of us, that Satan, that devil in front of us that is tempting. All we want to do is feel bad for ourselves and say, oh, he's hitting me where it hurts. Oh my gosh, I can't go on any longer. I am exhausted. I'm so tired of being attacked, and you focus on the devil and his tricks when you should turn around and be focusing on Jesus. At times, it may look like we are surrounded by serpents when we're not. We're surrounded by God. God is everywhere where you turn. And so even though you are in the midst of this huge battle with the enemy, where his demons are every single place that you turn, and you're fighting them with everything you've got, Jesus is standing right over here saying, we can just go around. Follow me, and we can go around the battle instead of going straight through. When you are facing the devil and his hats, run. Run like that iguana did and you will end up in Jesus' waiting arms. It may seem like you are surrounded, 
but you're surrounded by God. The devil has tempted, he's promoted, and he's accused all of us. He knows right where our hot buttons are and right where to push them. And if we bring those to the light, they will no longer have any power over us. It's time to tell the tempter, the promoter, and the accuser to shut up. We are done listening to his lies and his tricks, and we will no longer allow him to have any power over us. So I want us to begin those four steps tonight. And we're going to start out with talking to God. So I want everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. And it's just you and him right now. I want to start out by admitting to God what our hot button is, where we tend to mess up the most. In your mind right now, tell him what that is. Maybe you've been trying to hide something. Maybe you're guilty of something. Maybe you're ashamed. It's an area in your life where you just keep on messing up no matter how hard you try not to. Tell him what that is. Allow him to begin that restoration within you. Now I want you to tell him how sorry you are. Apologize from where you may have fallen short, where you may have messed up. Apologize to him and say, God, I'm so sorry. You know what I did wrong. This is what I do. This is what I do all the time. And it is awful and I'm sorry. Please forgive me and help me to be better than it. Forgive me. Now I want you to listen for anything he might want to say back to you. Anything he might be wanting to you to hear, anything he might have been waiting to say. Be quiet for a second and just listen to his voice. Maybe it's just as simple as, I forgive you. Maybe it's that he's proud of you. Maybe it's that he wants to be that number one in your life again. Maybe it's that he loves you despite the drugs. Despite the fact that you went too far with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Despite the fact that you haven't read your Bible in three years. Let his grace and mercy wash over you right now in this moment. Now you can just end up by saying thank you. Thank you for being such a good father. Thank you for washing me clean as white as snow. I love you so much. And just like that, guys, you are forgiven. You're forgiven. It's over with the devil and his lies. They're done. You guys have no idea how much you just hurt the devil. That was like a kick in the crotch to him. Like that did not feel good so congratulations you just hurt the devil now I want you guys to take this next step this next challenge I want you to tell somebody bring them into your struggles 
be honest with them, be real with them, be vulnerable and show them where you might be messing up in your life because then you're gonna bring light to the problem and you're gonna take the power right out of it. You'll be amazed by how much lighter you will feel when you do and it will be like a bullet to Satan. Like he will not be able to handle it. And after that, just remember to take it one day at a time. Give yourself some grace and you'll begin to find that the devil has way less power over you. And lastly, remember you're not a victim. The devil, he tries to hurt you and he will over and over and again, but that does not make you a victim. That makes you a mighty warrior of God who has the ability to fight back. So take up your sword, take up your shield and go into battle. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we love you so much and we just thank you for the fact that you let us be warriors for you. That you let us go into battle and you let us conquer our biggest enemy and I thank you so much that you are always right there beside us every single step of the way, helping us get back. I pray right now against any temptations that might try and come against these students in the coming weeks, God, that you will just show them that that is the tempter, that's the promoter, and that's the accuser, and that they can say no. Give them the strength, God. Give them the wisdom. And I also ask that you will just help them when they do fall. When they do fall into that temptation, I pray that you will just help them through it and remind them the steps to come to you. Thank you so much for your students and thank you so much for their love for you. And I pray that your will will be done in their lives every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.